Hi and welcome to another episode of Work Performance and Freedom of Mind. My name is Felipe Bernardo and today I'd like to explore work-life balance. This is a topic that I've been exploring uh, recently a bit more as I am really living into the question of um, how can I have work and play be something that is intertwined, that that is the same thing, where I I won't even notice when I'm working and when I'm playing. That work becomes something so enjoyable that I wouldn't want to leave work to go to holiday or to, uh, I don't need to wait for the weekend to enjoy what I'm doing and to finally relax or be happy or have the freedom of mind that I'm looking into different activities. How can I have work and play be one, right? Um, but before we get into that, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the kind of problems I usually hear um, people talk about and things that I have experienced in the past as well, multiple times, when they talk to me about their work-life balance issues, right? Recently, I've talked with someone who, who, who told me that they're having so many different commitments in their lives there's so many things happening. There is you no know, parenting and um, there's their business and there is their health and uh, their relationships and social life and self-care time. It just sometimes feel very overwhelming, right? How can I really put everything organized in, in, in a pragmatic order in, in, in one place so that I can have enough time during the day to do everything that I want to do, right? So that, that's, that's one, one aspect of the problem that when people usually talk about work-life balance issues. Another aspect is, oh man, I find really difficult to switch off from work. I find that when I go home, I'm still thinking about work. I am waking up in the middle of the night thinking about work-related problems. I, I'm finding it really difficult to switch off. And here's the thing, with both of these issues, um, most of the time when you look at, you know, different um, podcasts or, or books around time management and, 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 and energy management and all these kind of things, people will usually uh, help you look at uh, how you can organize your day differently, right? Which is useful, it's helpful, it's not... Um, I wouldn't say it's a bad idea. It's a starting point, but it's not the end point, right? It can be very useful because sometimes we're just working way too much. There are just too many, too, too long hours, right? Overworking and just not simply, there's just not enough time during the day to spend time uh, by ourselves for self-care or uh, to take care of our kids or to uh, take care of our health and exercising, for example. It can be a very mathematical issue of just there's not enough time during the day to do the activities that I want to do. Or uh, it could simply be that when we take a very honest look at where are we spending our time and our attention into during the day, we, we can see like, oh, wow, like I, it's really important for me to take care of my health and to exercise, but I'm just not prioritizing it. I'm just not making time for it. Not, I'm not really committing to it. Because once 
I can really be committed. I'm really committed to something. I will make the time for it because I make it a priority in my mind. I will put systems in place to make sure it's going to happen. Right? Like, uh, for example, if, if I notice that I, I want to read more, read more books in my day to day and not finding time to it, to do it, if I really commit first to doing that activity, I will find the resourcefulness within me to create an opportunity for me to do that thing. I can read while I have lunch. I can read before sleep. I can, I can figure out a multitude of creative ideas to do that thing, which is wonderful, right? That's a really great place to start and to look at, taking a very honest look at our day-to-day and seeing, um, you know, putting on the paper how can we, you know, um, add different things to our day so we can organize it differently and, and have our cake and eat it too, right? Have it everything, have the, the self-care, the, the social life, the, the time with our kids and the work and the side hustle business. It's possible, absolutely, when we are organized enough and we, when we are committed enough. Now, the problem with this is that um, it's, it's still a bit surface level because on paper... It can look amazing. We can craft the entire life and schedule every minute of our days. And then it can be great. It can look great. But still, people may have overwhelm. Still, people may have a hard time being present to each one of those activities. Which can still have a hard time switching off from work and switching on to whatever we're doing next. Right. So if we only look into the external, meaning our diary, and, and not look into the internal, meaning what is the relationship that I have about work, about my free time, about my personal life, and, and we don't see how we are already defining those things into very hard rules, it's going to be, to be very difficult to really uh, be present. And have the ease that we want when we think about uh, having a better work-life balance. Because usually when people come to me or when when we think about having work-life balance uh, in, in a healthier way, what are we looking for? What are you looking for? If you were to have a beautiful balance of work and life, what would be the result of that? For most people I speak to, they would say something like, I will live more in a flow. I will just flow from one thing to the next. Or I will just be very present with everything that I do. Or I will be able to not have to sacrifice my health to, to do the work that I want to do. Or not have to sacrifice different areas of my life to, to do all of them. Right? What we are really looking for is an inner state, is an inner state of being, of well-being, of wellness, of relaxation, of presence, right? So if we don't take the time to explore a bit deeper, and this is the reason why I'm recording this, right? To explore a bit deeper the the inner work, the inner aspects of our relationship to those things and what we are really looking for, we might be throwing the baby, 
through uh, with the bath water, right? So what are you looking for? That's that's something for you to have in mind. Because if you're looking to have more freedom or more fun or more playfulness in your life, for example, you might be able to bring that same element, not, not might be, you can if you choose to, and if you're aware that it's possible to bring those elements of those those feelings, those emotions, those uh, things that you're looking for, that, that is there's that is an uh, inner feeling to your workplace. And, and it could be that the person who's looking to organize every bit of their lives, that's a good strategy, but they, it may not give them what they really want, which is the freedom. And freedom is an inner state. It's not dependent on life being in a certain way, right? A, a perfect example of this is with um, Viktor Frankl in the book Men's Search for Meaning. He was uh, in, uh, in a prisoner in Ostrich, um, in, in a concentration camp, and he, you know, in, in the horrible condition where, you know, his life was on the line at any second he could die, and he was malnourished, and he was being beaten up by, by guards there. Uh, it's, it's one of the most written, uh, read books, by the way, uh, this book, Men's Search for Meaning. In such circumstance, the man found um, freedom, inner freedom, and he found a joy to be alive, right? So it just goes to point out that the, the feelings that we are looking for in having our lives and our day-to-day be perfect in a certain place, in a certain way, won't be really giving us that. It's not, it doesn't come from it. Even if your life was completely perfect and balanced and you have all the hours to do every little thing during your, throughout your day, it could be workable, but it doesn't mean that it will give you the feelings you might be looking for into, when you look into this topic of work-life balance. That's something important to keep in mind, right? So when we start to have this exploration be a bit more internal, a good place to start is in noticing that when we are looking at our life and, and, and you know, trying to balance it out, from a place of overwhelm and close-mindedness and stress, it's a bad place to start. It's a bad place to start to explore this. Because it, it, no good ideas will come from that place. So do whatever you need to do. If you need to pause this podcast right now, if you need to just take a breath or go for a walk, if this is a topic that is like forefront of mind and, and you feel like if you don't address it and if you don't fix um, the, the organization of your life and your work, you know, everything will fall apart and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and stressed about it, you need to find a way and need to fix this, come back later. Come Pause this and come back later. Because the best place to, um, to explore this would be from a place of reflection, of curiosity, of open-mindedness, of, ex- of exploration, really. Not trying to find an answer. By the way, if you, th- if you think right now that your, work, um, can- your workplace and your colleagues and, and, and your company can't work without you, that is also a symptom of 
the stress, the stressful state of mind. So take your time, do whatever you need to do to, to calm down and to come back to exploring this topic in a way where you're really open-minded and you want to just play around with some of the things I'm going to be talking about next. Now, um, when you're coming from a place of um, clarity of mind, any problem that you face in, in your work-life balance issues can become a project. So any problem can become a project. So it's, it's not going to look like a problem anymore. It will look like, hmm, what can I do about this? How can I be creative around this? And this is a beautiful place to start, right? Now, what I'd like to say next is once you are in this place, something that is very, very helpful to explore around work-life balance is the roles we play and that we attach ourselves to in, at work and in different contexts in our lives. What do I mean by that? When you go to work, you play a certain role. Whether you are aware of it or not, there is a certain set of qualities and, and characteristics that you act upon in order to do your work in a certain way right? You may, uh, if, for example, a person that usually would see themselves as introverted, if they get a work in a sales job for years, at some point, they will have to switch their way of being, their, their, their way of looking at themselves to being the kind of person that is very open and caring about others and saying hi and very talkative and can either become more and more extroverted, right? So, we play roles in our work that um, that help us to do work better within those contexts. Now, the problem is that most of the time we don't see that we are doing that. And we, oh, by the way, we, are, we do the same in all other areas of our lives. But if we don't see that we are doing that, that is just a role, is just a game we are playing, we will start to see that we are that title, right? So, for example, if you think about a food critic, right? So, someone who whose work is about evaluating, assessing, tasting food, and and giving you know th their criticisms and their reviews about oh this is good, this is not good, this is fresh, this is not fresh, this should be in a certain way, it should be more or less cooked. That person plays a certain role in their work, right? It's very helpful to be very analytical about what they're eating. It's very helpful to uh, have studied uh, the different aspects of a taste and food and whatever goes into it that I don't understand. But imagine that person thinking they are that role. I am a food critic. It's not they are playing a role. They're not aware that they are playing a role. They're not aware of that. They they really get so immersed in it that they think it's part of their identity. When that becomes the case, when that person goes home to their spouse and say their spouse cooked a meal for them, they will be criticizing every bit of, of, that, of the bites that they have over that meal, right? And, and you can imagine it not being very helpful. It being probably very annoying. 
everywhere that person goes, they will be criticizing every bit of food to the people who cook that to, to them. And yeah, some people may appreciate that. And like, oh, thank you for the feedback. But most of the time, that will be just simply inappropriate. Because that person will be carrying the 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 roles and the way of being that helped them to, to perform that role into all other aspects of their lives. Now, this may sound like a an extreme example. But what I'm trying to say is we all do that in a certain shape and form in 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 smaller or bigger scale right um the way that you show up at your work for your role and your title is not you it may seem like that's who you are but that's an act that's a role that you learn to play more into in order to perform better at the context that you are living at, living in. And the role you play as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, is not you. The same, same goes to any other area and aspect of your life. It's very, very helpful to see this, because if we think we are our roles and our titles, it's going to be very difficult for us to let go and to switch off and to be very present into other areas of our lives. Besides the fact that we, we would usually feel like victims um, and not really cre creators of our experience, right? For a person who sees roles as the roles they play, like for example, um, a lawyer, if they see that they are not who they are is not a lawyer. They, they play the role of a lawyer. When they get home, they can give themselves all permission in the world, infinite permission to be as creative, spontaneous, and um, the opposite of pragmatic and analytical as, as they want. Because they see that they are simply playing a role in different circumstances. Right? And that is very healthy. Because there is no resistance to work and other aspects of their lives. There is no resistance. It's just, who am I choosing to be right now? What, what's useful here? And it's very creative. We, we start to come from a very creative place of, oh, yeah. Um, the kind of person that usually would see themselves as um, like, oh, a, a, a homestaying uh, dad or parents like they, they don't like to go out so much and and adventure themselves uh, and and they plan every bit of their days if they see that that's a role they are playing is not who they are they can start start to bring more of a sense of adventure into their day-to-day -day with their family they can bring more spontaneity more creativity bring more uh, ac activity rather than passivity for example but when we get very caught up into I am the kind of person who or I am not the kind of person who complete the sentence, right? So uh, I am the kind of person who is really good at sales and, and is really outspoken and, and so on. If I think I am that, I'm not going to be really enjoying spending time alone and in quiet. 
if I am thinking that I'm not a business person, oh, I'm not a business person, I'm not good at negotiation, I'm not good at talking to people, I am fixing myself in reality. I'm, I'm fixing, I'm identifying with that act. And in that way, it makes it really difficult for me to do anything related to um, that kind of work, right? But if I see that what I truly am is never a role, right? Who are you? Are you your role? Are you the title that is given to you or that you created? Are you the title of a husband or a wife? Are you anything beyond a parent? Yeah, you are. Absolutely. Those are roles we perform throughout our days. And the reason why I'm saying this is because, again, when we see we are doing that, it makes it so much easier to then see our capacity to create ourselves anew at any moment in time and this is 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 priceless right my ability to create myself anew at any moment in time like seriously this is so exciting (laughs) right if you see your role at work as something very fixed into reality and it's non-changeable and it's just very solid you're not going to see much possibility around that, right? But if you see that that's an act you're playing, you, you, you have more lightheartedness uh, around, you hold it lightly, all the possibilities of what that could be. And you get creative and resourceful, right? So for a person that has, has, have, uh, has had a work where they are like a strategist, and they're very intellectual and they are very pragmatic and doing things according to plan, they can become the kind of person who is very creative and visionary if they see the way that they show up as, as as a flexible, um, kind of like Play-Doh, as something that they can be changed in an instance if they choose to be that way, right? And the same goes for the other way around. And, And again, like perhaps that's all people need when they, when they, talk about um, fixing or finding a solution for work-life balance is, oh, so you mean that I could incorporate more fun into my work? Wow, yeah, that's always all the issue. Because I was trying to find fun outside of work and I just don't have the time because I'm working a lot. But yeah, you can just simply incorporate fun into what you do. Or you can incorporate more um, social aspects of of talking with people into what you do at work or you you can be very creative that's my point and the same goes to the other aspects of your life you can completely switch off work and leave work behind because you are choosing that moment with your son with your spouse with by yourself at the gym or whatever you're doing to be to, to to choose the kind of person that you want to be Right now, if we take this um, this topic, this exploration, even a little bit deeper, one thing that I like that I love to explore that I mentioned in the beginning is is this is, is to to blur out the lines between work and play. 
in a sense that I'm not even going to notice the difference of when I'm working and when I'm playing, right? Like, for example, recording this podcast to me is really fun. I'm, I'm able to, it, it helps me to be very creative and looking for things that I'm learning throughout my week and then share it with you guys. To me, this is really fun. And, and I can come at this, I can show up to record in a way that it's very tense and, and I need to make sure that I get every little point that I want to address and, and I need to make sure that it's very valuable. So I need to, it, 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 there is a resistance to it. There is a tension to it, right? And it's, it can be a role that I can play if I choose to, or I can play the role of, I will record this in the most effortless way and with the most ease as, as possible. And I'm going to have fun doing it, right? When I choose to come from this place, because I see that I'm not the title, I'm not the role, I'm not the activity, I, I am, I'm creating it at any moment in time, the activity doesn't define me, I can have fun, right? So there is a quote that goes uh, very well alongside this, this topic, which is a quote by James A. Meikner. I believe that's how, how, you spell, how you pronounce his name. And the goes goes, the quote goes, the master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing. To him, he's always doing both. Whew. I really like this quote. Can you imagine having people look at you <laughs> and you're working and they cannot discern if you are working or playing? I, I absolutely love this possibility. And it, 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 it can be really true, right? Because we choose how we want to approach our work. And this is not to say be reckless with what you do. This is to say that there is a way that you can show up to any circumstance in your life where you have a say of, of what qualities you bring to it. And again, if you see things, if you see your role or work or free time or your relationships as something very fixed as I need to show up in a certain way or work means this, it's going to be very difficult to be playful around it, to be creative with it. But if you see it as just an arbitrary set of rules and ideas and, and that, that make up the game of the act that you play, then there is more room to explore. And on this topic, there are a few questions that you can, you can think about, you can reflect upon to help you to, to, to merge work and play into one, right? So here are some of the questions. If you, if you think about the, the elements and the feelings you're looking for outside of work, so say, um, Oh, when I'm at, on holidays, when I'm on a vacation, then I'm going to feel dot, dot, dot. Or when I'm outside of work and I have some free time, 
then I'm going to have dot, 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 dot. Or um, in my relationships, then I'm going to really feel, for most of the, the time, when, when I ask this to people, they would say something like, I'll feel freedom, or I'll feel relaxed, or I'll feel at peace, or I'll feel more playful, I'll have fun, right? Which are some of the things that don't see themselves having so much in their work. Now, when you have identified those things, think about if there was no rules, if there were no rules, if you could really recreate and reinvent the way you work in any way you want, and you had no fears about doing that, how, how could you bring more of those elements into what you do at work, right? So how could you bring more fun into what you do? Or um, if, for example, you are looking to get off work because you want to be outside in nature, if you are really creative about it, how could you bring more of, of outside elements into what you do at work? Could you have calls or meetings outside, for example? Right? What is the lifestyle? Here's another question. What is the lifestyle that that you'd love to live? How how would your day-to-day look like? If you absolutely love that lifestyle. What 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 days of the weeks would you be working or not working? Would you be working the weekend? Could be. Would you be working just a few days of the week or most days of the week or all days of the week? As, an, as a possibility to simply explore what would you like to have more of, not be realistic and try to make this happen as soon as possible, but simply as a way to explore what would you like your work to look like and your the rest of your life to look like as well. What do you want? Could you delegate some of your work so you could have more time to do other things? Could you have someone else in your team that you could delegate some of your work to, for example? Would you like to work in a different environment? Could you work in a cafe or have background music running when you do your work? Is, is, is that possible? Would you, would you like to be very creative in it and have sticker notes around your office and, and have paintings and, and, and you can incorporate more movement and exercise into what you do? Now, before you before the skeptic mind starts to kick in and say, ah, oh, this is just ridiculous, no possible way for me to do this. Again, if you come at this topic to explore from a place of stress or skepticism, it's going to be very difficult to find solutions and possibilities. But I'm going to tell you this, for most people, it's very, very possible to create the work um, in, in a way that they would love, they would absolutely love. And yes, there is an aspect of if you're just starting out and you're having like an entry level job, you're gonna have um, you're gonna have less skill and you're gonna have less valuable skills to give to to then allow you to have more autonomy at your workplace. Absolutely. So the more autonomy that you have, the more that you can play around with this. And yet, some of the things that people really look for, um, like different feelings and, and emotions and things that they want like fun and play 
or social, social life, they can start bringing to their work right now if they see themselves as uh, able to create and be resourceful. But if we tend to think that we are our work, we are our jobs, we are our, the roles that we have in different aspects of our lives, it, it, it becomes very tight, the container of exploration, right? And, and it's just, just not possible to explore so much. And, and the only last thing that I'm going to tell you is this, is that um, be, having a downtime off work can really improve how you perform at it. And it can really help you grow your business as well. The time you spend playing sports or going to the sauna or uh, going for a run or um, spending time with your friends or by yourself without without considering work whatsoever can be incredible for your work performance because it's in silence and in space in the mind that genius strikes. Research even shows this, that when people, um, people have their best ideas when they are in the shower, for example, or going for a walk, because they're not particularly concerned and analyzing every bit of their work-related problems. And when people come back from holidays, they tend to uh, change some of the way that they work because they see what, the way they operate in a fresh light, in a fresh new way. So having downtime, being off work can be very, very helpful to, to change the way that you work and, and make it even better or, or more attuned to what you really want to create in your life, right? If, if I'm all the time being very uh, uptight about I need to perform in a certain way and, and, and having work be a priority over anything else and see myself as that kind of person, right? Identifying myself as... Yeah, I am that I work very a lot, a lot of hours. I work too much, or I am this kind of person. That the, it, it becomes very difficult because I'm attaching my identity to it. So there is no way for me to recreate work in another way. But you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have both the fun and higher performance. You can have both um, more money and work less hours. Right, I, I I know I know a solopreneur, someone with their own business who works twenty hours a week, um, and and is is being really successful at their work because they are very aware that they want to live in a lifestyle that they can uh, have a lot of time for their kids. They're really committed to their family to just playing with their kids. And they chose to, you know what? No, I'm going to really have um, just 20 hours a week for my work, roughly about that. And I want to have a high income with that as well. So I, I hope this, this episode um, helped you to, to have a bit more possibility in, in how you see work, in how you see the rest of your life. By the way, work and life are not separate. <laughs> work is happening inside of life there is no way to separate the two so you can't really like uh, draw very hard lines into what is work and what is life it's really one right so yes whilst is is it can be useful to 
delineate, uh, like compartmentalize work. Oh, I'm going to do this at work and then I'm going to go to exercise during my day. And then why it can be useful to schedule our days. It, that's just a superficial level. Taking a very, um, a deeper look into how we see work, how we see our relationship to it and to how we are showing up in, and acting out in different aspects of our lives, that's going to help you tremendously to recreate yourself anew, reinvent yourself anew in any moment, right? And around the issue of presence and, and overwhelm, I'm going to be making more and more episodes around these kinds of um, mental aspects in, in the future. So just stay tuned for that. But um, for now, if you would like to take this conversation a bit deeper, just please send me a message. Um, you can, I'm happy to read and to reply to any message, any comment that you have about the episodes. You can share with me what you got from this episode. Um, and, and please, you know, re-listen to this, explore this a bit deeper. Uh, think about what is something that you got out of this and what is one action that you can take moving forward in your life given what you learned from this episode. I'm happy to, to receive any positives or negative criticisms, any ideas for next uh, topics, for next episodes. So uh, I want this to be more and more a dialogue rather than just a monologue and me, me speaking here and only you listening. So yeah, if you'd like to contact me um, about this episode, feel free. You can reach me out at felipe.bernardot at hotmail.com. That's again, felipe.bernardot at hotmail.com. And I will be in touch with you as soon as possible. So have a great end of the day there for you. And I talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>